Welcome. This is To The Root with Pasiglia, the podcast that explores holistic living, gardening tips, and plant care brought to you by Pasiglia, a premier plant nursery. Your host, Julie Strotman, is a horticulturist with over 40 years of experience in the industry, and she shares practical tips, inspiring ideas, and expert advice to help you create a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. Whether you're an experienced gardener or just starting your plant journey, To The Root with Pasiglia provides the tools you need to transform your living space into a green sanctuary. And now, your host, Julie Strotman. Hello, dear. Aww. <laughs> Hi, Bo. That I'm glad me, you're back. Makes me feel so special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you're not talking about me. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I'm talking about those pesky deer. Yeah. They just won't go away. And that's what this podcast is about because people are experiencing it all over. Oh, yes. And they can be, they're beautiful to see, but they can certainly be a nuisance. Yes, yes, they can. And, you know, here in the heart of Wildwood, they don't call it wildwood for nothing, let me tell you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so we have all the critters here. But the nursery being right in the middle of wildwood, the deer just have a smorgasbord here. You know? You're like the golden corral for the deer. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Depends on which side of the buffet is better. You yeah, know? no kidding. The chicken or the pork, you know? <laughs> and you don't and you don't have really any fencing around here. No, well, you can't. Oh. You know, okay. so you know, so but we're fi- trying to figure out ways. We do have a little bit of, don't tell anybody, but a little bit of electrified fence around portions of the nursery right, right. that gotta, we put on and for the deer. <laughs> so and they just they just jump that, jump it, pass through it. All they have to do is just knock it a few times, and then of course it goes off, you know, line. So it's not shocking anymore. Right. Or they just grit their teeth and bear it and charge right through oh yeah oh yeah well and urban sprawl i guess mm-hmm. is probably one of the main reasons yes that the deer are on the move you know different communities being built up oh they, yeah they gotta go somewhere they gotta go somewhere but the thing is they don't go anywhere you know thing about deer is they're browsing animals so they don't stay in one place to eat so they'll roam and they'll eat okay okay in their lifespan they only live about six seven years and some shorter when they get hit by a car. Sure, sure. You know, because <laughs> it happens a lot here around here. They're a nuisance. Um, but they stay, urban deer stay within the area two to three miles of where they're born. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. And they don't leave the area unless they're forced out. The only way they're forced out is like uh, the young bucks are forced out because of competition Mm -hmm. from other bucks. So as soon as they're weaned from their mother, other bucks in the area will force the young bucks out because, hey, they want the mom. Right, right, right. I was a a young buck at one point. I I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but that's kind of crazy. Two to three miles from where they're born. Yes. That's amazing. Two to three miles from where they're born. And right now, we're in the month, doing this podcast, we're in the month of June. Mm -hmm. The fawns are being born now here in Missouri. So from about mid-May through mid-June, sometimes late June, the fawns are being born, and they're born most of the time in twins. So oh, yeah. you double yeah. your population every year, you know, for the most part. They're gorgeous. I mean, I'm married to a vegetarian, uh, yeah. so I don't hunt on our property. Mm-hmm. But, man, they're so beautiful. When they, they are pretty. And, you know, I mean, who doesn't remember Bambi? You know? Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> Sorry to bring that Every, up. No, everybody has a soft spot for Bambi with a little yeah. barbecue sauce. Oh! oh. Uh, okay. Now, if you're, okay, if you're not a hunter, though, yeah. or if you don't know a hunter, or, and, and, and you probably are not hunting in your, in your subdivision, mm-hmm. uh, probably, maybe, yeah. uh, what can you do to scare them off, if anything? Well, I tell you what, the urban deer don't scare off easily because they're used to all of it. They're used to your teenager coming home at night, you know, the the party in the backyard. Shoot, the deer are there at the woodline having a party with you. Right, right. You know, so they're not scared of noises, things like that. They might trot off a little bit, but then they're right back. It does It does baffle me because I have friends that do deer hunt and they're mm-hmm. like, shh, be quiet. I'm yes. like, what? In my backyard, you can be talking and having a beer or whatever. They're not going off anywhere, but I guess they're just, they're not urban beer. Or so, or, or, urban beer. Or, they're not urban, urban deer. deer. Yeah. 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 Out in the wild. Yeah. And close to where I live, you know, uh, well, I live out in farm country around me, hills, woods, everything. So I'm not an urbanite. Right. I'm out there and I drive in every day. But the deer where I am, if they see you, they scatter. Sure. And they don't come back for a while. So it's always when we step out in our yard and we're looking for deer, because my husband's a hunter. My kids are hunters, you know, so they're looking. They're always looking. And to see a deer, it's like, oh, I wonder what it's going to do in the next month. We'll watch. We'll watch. Because now they're all watching for hunt season, you know. Right, right, yeah. So there's, so the hunting pressure where I live is a lot different than here. And the deer react to that. The deer react yeah. to that. You know, and uh, can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, my husband and I were in our hot tub, which is out on our back patio. And this was, oh, late spring, early summer. Well, about this time, because mm-hmm. the fawns were being born. And so we're out there in the hot tub, just relaxing as day off. Oh, my gosh, relaxing. Evening. And all of a sudden we heard this like baby screaming. And then I'm looking down the hill from us and there's nobody around us. Right. We don't have neighbors, you know. Yeah, me neither. And Can't uh, stand them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love them, but I, uh, I'm yes, just kidding. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, we're looking down the hill. I start looking down the hill and I see this doe, two doe, matter of fact, a young one and an older one. And this doe is running out of the woods and the other doe is pawing at the ground, you know, put you sure. know, just pawing at the ground. Then I kept hearing this screaming. One doe was take, trying to get the coyotes, two coyotes, away from the woods, while the other doe was, was battling oh, the oh. coyote. The one, one was co- protecting, the other one was, was ready to fight. Yeah. Wow. And so anyway, the scream was going on. Well, there were two coyotes, so one coyote had a fawn. And the other doe was protecting her fawn and pawing at the ground and pawing in the air. Mm. My husband (laughs) runs in the house, grabs his shotgun or his rifle, and comes running out with only his boots on, (laughs) runs down the hill (laughs) to the doe and the coyotes and tries to get the coyotes off of the fawns. So he shoots at the coyote, misses the coyote, but... That one left, but the other one was trying to get the other fawn wow. at the same time. So you have the two does fighting, my husband down there in his boots and his just rifle. Just his boots. Just his boots and his <laughs> rifle. TMI. 
my hot tubs in the out- outdoors too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, it was it was quite an event. Wow. And uh, he had to euthanize one of the fawns because the coyotes got to it too bad. You know what? It it is it is crazy. We were in our hot tub one time a couple of years ago in middle of the afternoon. And all of a sudden, I mean, you know, you're in the hot tub. Your eyes are closed. You're just chilling. My wife, like, kicks me under the water. And I was like, I opened my eyes. And there were deer, like, six feet from our hot tub, looking right at us. (laughs) She was scared to death. And I just kind of stood up and then kind of walked away. Um, Okay. So, So there isn't much that scares the deer. So, except for a coyote. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right but then they might stay in battle that but so Brutal. you know and we've had we've tried the radios we've tried the electric fence we've tried the motion lights we've tried uh bar soap and sprinkler automatic sprinkler systems and we found out the deer were coming in at night listening to the music because the disco lights were on <laughs> right. taking a shower you know so they were just having a party here with all those kind of well just like the same problem you have here at pasiglia on the property of the nursery um is there anything the reason we're talking about deer is about they do so much damage to the plants that people spend their hard-earned money on yes they want to you know beautify their outdoor space what can be done well there's all kinds of sprays and deterrents that you can put down the key to these sprays and deterrents are to rotate them and use them regularly because when you stop that's when the deer come and the sprays that you actually spray on the plant itself they work for short periods of time you know, because I'll hear people saying, well, it worked for two nights and now they don't care. Right. Well, that's true. But when you use a spray, you also need to use a ground deterrent. And okay. like a granular, malorganite is a good one. It's a, uh, a natural fertilizer uh, processed, natural processed fertilizer, I okay. would say. Okay. And the deer can't stand the smell of it. So, but you want to use it as a wide perimeter around those plants we use it a lot in our landscape jobs there's also products like the deer scram which is another granular those are the granulars are ones that are used as perimeter you know they if you put just a little bit around the plant close by well the deer just reaches over and grabs the plant right absolutely you know so you use those as a as a perimeter there's also deer fencing and netting but those aren't always practical. Right, right. So, yeah. um, uh, what about uh, if the deer do get to the plants, and they do eat some of the plants, and you spent your hard-earned money on it? Is there a chance that they'll come back? There is, if the plant is established enough already that it has enough of a strong root system that it can produce more foliage. So, if it's a brand new plant and they eat it down to the nub. And a lot of times the annuals are like that because annuals don't have a very strong root system. Right. That's why they're annuals. They don't survive through the cold. Not a fan. Yeah. I like perennials. I'm cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to well, bounce back. And see, that's not being cheap either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as long as they get that root system, because if they don't have the root system, they can't push the new growth. Okay. So that's that's one good thing about it. The problem is... Some of your woody plants, like your evergreens, it may take them a while to look good again. Right, right. Yeah, it might be deformed or something like that. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and, and you know what? That that brings up a good question, too. Um, are there plants, well, I mean, just if you, off the top of your head, mm-hmm. 
Uh, what are the plants that you're most concerned about deer eating on at Pasiglia? The, the names of some of their favorites. Their favorites. Oh, hydrangeas, lilies, daylilies, uh, hookra now is delicious. A good one. For them. Oh, delicious. It's like candy. <laughs> right. You know, just add a little salad dressing, they'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, what are plants that are beautiful? That you can plant that you really don't have to worry about the deer. Well, there are quite a few oh, of them right now. Okay. Yeah. So the nepeta is a good one, which is a clumping cat mint. Uh, great plant. It blooms all summer, stays low. Deer don't eat it. It's a horrible Knock name. It's a horrible I know. <laughs> Clumping cat. Clumping cat mint. <laughs> are they beautiful though? They're beautiful. Oh, okay. they're gorgeous. And, uh, you know, and they do so many different things too because one, I'm a beekeeper. The bees love them. Oh, good. So okay. that's also really good. So you don't maybe want it at your front door, you know, if you're trying to go in and out with right. the bees. But um, th- that's a beautiful one that keeps blooming. And there's things like peonies and irises that the deer tend to stay away from. Um, deer won't eat poisonous plants. They may try it the first time. Right. But then they won't come back to it. So Well... The poisonous in, in the sense of like poison ivy or poison oak, something uh, like that? Or? No, more like uh, your poison uh, poison plants, like um, uh, i got to think of one right off the top of my head. Come on, Julie. Pressure. Pressure. Yeah. Did I write it down in my notes? I don't know. Did you? Oh, oh well, digitalis, the uh, foxglove. Okay. You know, that's a poisonous plant. They won't eat that. Poisonous to consume. Poisonous to consume. Okay. And that's poisonous for everything. Okay. You know, nothing can eat it. If I can back up to the sprays and deterrents that you put mm-hmm. out, um, I just want to put a little note here that please read the instructions and read the warnings because if you have pets outside, yes. I, don't, I don't know if any of these things yes. are harmful to them, but you got to make sure you keep them yes. safe. Yes, yes. Well, and that's the thing with poisonous plants because if you have pets outside and your pets tend to um, eat on your plants, right. you know, because... Typically, animals won't eat a poisonous plant. Right, right. But the thing is, you always have those animals, just like in people, that have differences, you know. Sensitivities. Sensitivities, things like that, that you don't know what they're going to do. So if you have a neurotic dog that wants to go out and chew on plants, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. And eats the digitalis, it's going to make him very, okay, very yeah. sick. Yeah, definitely read the labels so, on those products. Yeah, so uh, there's there's all kinds of things like that. Okay, so. you had the hot tub story with your husband running yeah, in the woods yeah. with a fire, firearm. Uh, a little story. I was down weed eating down around my pond, and uh, my neighbor, who I've never had a conversation with face-to-face. It's always been at a distance. Still to this day, 18 years, never met oh the guy. Oh, my gosh. But he's a nice guy, you uh-huh. know. And uh, and he goes, oh, what are you doing? He hollers. And I said, oh, I'm just, you know, getting rid of this poison ivy over here alongside the pond. He goes, you know what I do with poison ivy? He reaches down and grabs it and eats it. Oh. I was like, what in the heck is going on? <laughs> I, 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 and I guess you can build up an immune system. Oh, yeah. Or deer, I, who will, knew? deer will eat poison ivy. <laughs> don't they love uh asian honeysuckle they well no oh no well they're they, eating something on my property they'll they'll browse on it a little bit but it's not something that they normally eat okay. the thing is the more you take away from them that they like to eat that's natural for them to eat the more they find something else because remember the deer stay within two to three miles of where yep. they're born good reminder and 
urban deer, they run out of food eventually. And the thing is, in urban settings, now I'm getting off on a little tangent here too. Urban settings, your landscape, you're taking care of your landscape, you're watering, you're fertilizing. It's beautiful. It's lush, it's full. The plants are rich in nitrogen, full of moisture. Guess what? During a drought time, you know what the deer do? What? Come eat your landscape. Because they know you're keeping it fresh and watered and moist. That's where the moisture is. That's where the nutrients are, is in your landscape. Would you say that uh, these salt licks or these deer licks that you can buy at the farm stores, would would they deter those from eating the plants? Meaning... Uh, ooh, I've got candy over here. Maybe I'll do this instead of eating your plants. No, okay. not really. Because the thing is with I'm the trying. salt licks. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> with the salt licks and mineral licks, the deer go to them when they need that okay. added nutrient. Gotcha. So, okay. But the moisture in the plant, the greens themselves to to regulate their body, just like, you you know, you got to have your greens and vegetables. Right, right. So it's the same way with the deer. That when they need it, they need to go find it and eat it. And they will. They'll and find they your do. salad bar, and, and they're going to they come do. eat. So if we did that uh, zero scaping, if we if everybody did zero scaping, then you wouldn't have a lush landscape. You would have a zero scape landscaping, which means it's native. You wouldn't have deer the near the deer problems. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know so, that either. Because now you're just keeping it healthy. You're keeping it more. Yeah, nourished. you invested your money into that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, you're keeping that lush for them to come out and eat. Never heard zero scape before. You no? you always enlighten me every time we're together. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have major deer problems, uh, you know, re- they recommend spraying new plants with a deer repellent three to four mm-hmm. weeks after planting to prevent from being nibbled on and damaged. So that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It just keeps on going. So, and the one thing, here's the big note. Even if you are in, you're planting deer resistant plants, if you're planting deer resistant plants and you already have deer issues, you need to keep them well protected the first three to four weeks, especially because all you're doing when you plant something new in deer territory because remember, they didn't leave. They're still living there. You planted something new. They got to check it out because what if they like it? Right, right. That's what they're going to find out first. So if you don't want them to destroy it right after you planted it, protect it the first three to four weeks. Very important. It's like the first time I tried arugula lettuce. I was like, oh, I love it. I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah, <Good> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, well. Yeah. So that is that is what I have to say about deer right now, Bo. Oh, so, dear. Oh, dear, dear, dear. They just won't leave. <laughs> Good stuff, Julie. Yeah. Good hey, stuff. Bo, thank you very much for coming in. And we'll get together again. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. All right. Thank you. you. enjoyed exploring the wonderful, vast world of gardening, plant care, and holistic living with us. You can find us on our website, Pasiglia.com, or search for Pasiglia Landscape, Nursery, and Garden Center on social media. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends to stay up to date on our episodes of To the Root with Pasiglia. The email address to submit your questions or comments is to the root at Pasiglia.com. Until next time, keep exploring the roots of gardening and live in harmony with nature. Thank you for listening.